Blog Talk Radio. You're a mystical man. Lead us through sacred land. In the magic, the magic of life. You're a shaman that leads all the people to Open to receive the magic of life. Well, good mindful morning, and thank you so very much for joining us on this beautiful Sunday morning. And you know, it's it's starting to. Uh, I was just up in the mountains, and the weather's starting to shift a little bit and cool off a little bit. And if it's not in your part of the world, hang on, it'll get there. Getting into fall, and I want to I want to read from you this morning before we get going. From a book called Mindful Morning, Start Each Day with a Clear Mind and Open Heart. It's written by uh, David Dillard, Dr. David Dillard Wright, who uh, is a friend of mine. I'm going to be interviewed on the show soon. But he writes in one of his um, episode, one of his pages here, Stop Escaping. One of the metaphors for ego is a cocoon. We stay in our cocoon because we're afraid. We're afraid of our feelings. We're afraid of what might come to us. But what the Buddha observed is that trying to find zones of safety creates terrible suffering. And and actually it was Pima Chandron that actually said that. You know, we spend our lives trying to escape something. We try to escape from everyday boredom, economic insecurity, from physical threats, from emotional discomfort. And these ceaseless attempts at, at you know, es- to escape this kind of, uh, and create a debt that we're not living in reality. We're just kind of making up this this, this world of make believe uh, of scary things are going to get us right. I mean, all our lives it seems like in the boogeyman's going to get you. We start with that as a child, and and what it does is it creates a this this universe or this this parallel reality that that there's all this fear, and it, and of course it it it, it tends to exacerbate exacerbate the problem rather than make it go away. So you know when you when you're afraid of something and when you're when you're scared of tackling something big, I mean, remember that your ego plays a big part in that. And and the truth is, folks, as we go into the Sunday morning and and this incredible show that we have here for you today, 98% of the time, if you really think about anything we ever feared or were scared of attempting, it never came true. And sure is a waste of energy. But then there's people, like my guest today, that just don't they just go for things. They just make things happen. And our guest today is a best-selling author of a book called Me, Myself, and Why, the president of Accelerate Associates. She is a hard-wiring expert. She travels the globe educating small business owners, entrepreneurs, and business leaders on your biological hardwiring. Wiring dictates the type of environment in which you are best equipped to thrive in and succeed in the kind of environment that you prefer to live and work in. And that's so exci- it's so exciting. So your hardwiring drives you in business and how you can run your business or business systems are deeply connected. You've ever if you've ever you've seen her featured in major media including the Huffington Post, Good Good Housekeeping and radios ac- across North America like this one. Lisa Manini enlightens audiences on systems approach to profitability that has been shown to, listen to this, increase productivity by 40% 
Now, most of the time in big business, folks, if you can get 10%, you're lucky. So you're talking about 40%. Decreased turnover from 99% to zero in three months and increased sales by 90% in 30 days. We can all use a little bit of that. Lisa Manini, welcome to the show. Daniel, thank you so much. It's so good to be here with you. Thank you. And, you know, folks, while we're kind of going through this little journey, uh, look up her website, www.accelerateassociates.com, and I'm going to spell that out. It's E-X-C-E-L-L-E-R-A-T-E-A-S-S-O-C-I-A-T-E-S. Look her up, because she's got some great stuff there, and she's got a free ebook there. You want to see that. So, Lisa, you are the founder of the Accelerate Success Institute for Entrepreneurial and Leadership Development about hardwiring. What are we talking about? What is that? Because my head wants to go to hard writing, but you're talking about hard wiring. (laughs) Exactly. Well, it's your your innate wiring or your natural wiring, okay? And, Mm. And we're all born with it, but... Um, it's this, this nature versus nurture conversation and your behaviors, because a lot of people talk about behaviors, behaviors. Well, your behaviors are part of your nurturing environment, all those things that affected you growing up, like your parents, your culture, your education, and those have had an influence on your behaviors. But we're not talking about behaviors here because here's the reality. You don't behave the same way that you did when you were 18 because of all those influences. God, I hope not. (laughs) Yeah. I I think a lot of people are saying that right now. Good thing. Right. Um, Yeah, exactly. But your, your hardwiring, well, that is part of your nature. It's biological. You're born with it. It emerges about two years old, and it stays with you your entire lifetime. And it, it also uh, indicates, um, you know, the environment in which you best thrive, how much independence hmm. you need, how you communicate, the pace at which, uh, you know, the environment in which you best thrive, and the amount of information that you need for effective decision-making. Mm. You know, I love what you're saying, and, I, and this brings to mind something that someone said to me a long time ago. And, and you know what? Today I would say probably what he said to me was had more truth than, than I was willing to accept that day. But he was doing some sort of assessment. I, I, um, I was in a, a, a seminar, and, and I don't know why he came to me, but he did. And he said, you'll never make it on your own. And I went, what? And, and and what he was saying was, is you're so hardwired to be around people and be part of a team that mm. you might want to consider that when you're out there. Well, you know, that pissed me off to no end <laughs> that he even said that. And so in spite of what he said, I, I went out and became an entrepreneur. And but the reason I bring it up is because there is some truth to that. Today I look back and I go, gosh, you know, there's some truth to that. And, me, and, and I guess that's what you're talking about, right? This, this hard wiring that, that I'm, I'm, I'm really, as an entrepreneur, need to be around people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so how do you measure it? How do you, how do you measure this? Yeah, there's one tool that, that objectively measures and reports on your innate biological wiring. It's called Acumax Index, and more information is on my website about that and in my ebook. Um, and, you know, what he probably did was he looked at one of your higher drivers and he said, you need to be around people. Absolutely. But what he may have done 
is inadvertently challenged you because of your other <laughs> part did. of hardwiring that said you'll never make it because, well, right. if somebody says that to you, Daniel, like, hey, you'll never That's do right. this. Your in- in- immediate instinct is to do what? I'll show him. Do exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll so, show you. Yeah, I'll show you. So yeah, there's another part of your wiring that says, hey, you know, if that's high in you, if you have a high amount of that wiring in you that says, <clears throat> I like to be challenged, well, he challenged you. He said you couldn't do it, and by golly, you were going to show him you could. And that mm-hmm. is actually part of your natural wiring for some people, and you could inadvertently challenge them to actually accomplish something by telling them they can't. Now, for other people, wow, that's though, amazing. Yeah, and for other people, that would totally deflate them because they're not wired that way. They're wired. Just you know, and I guess so. I guess in essence, all these years, I've been been mad at him. It's really been driving me. I mean, it's been like, watch this. Like when I, I mean, I really do hear this guy after 20 years, still hear him saying you're not going to succeed. And I go, watch. I'm not, no, no, no. I'm, and, and most of my life, you're right, that the challenge has been what's gotten me moving. It's like mm-hmm. everything that someone said I couldn't do, I did. Yeah, you know. It's need like, to okay, really? Really? <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, you're right. You're right. So that's, so you're saying that's part of the hardwiring piece. It, he, he pinged your hardwiring, yes. And and that's the key is uh, hardwiring is based on psychometrics. Psychometrics are like, for example, you walk into a department store, you smell perfume or cologne, and you say, "Oh, that smells so great!" You 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 give it to your friend, and your f- friend is repulsed by it. Colors are a psychometric. Uh, smells are a, mm. a psychometric. Words are a psychometric. So, and when I go into businesses, they're like, how can we find a good match for this position? Well, if you use certain words in advertising, in marketing, you will attract the right person. So if we're talking your ideal client, if we're talking this ideal position or this position and you need a a person wired a certain way, you can use words to attract them. And here's the thing, when you work in alignment with who you are, it's not work. It's wow. not work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and you're I, honored, go... the highest honor when you can have somebody doing work in alignment with who they are, when you can construct your work environment. Oh, of course, it's easy. Yeah. It's in the flow. Exactly, exactly. Just very quickly, tell us about your free ebook. Uh, I, I, does it have some of this stuff in there? I'm, I'm intrigued because I'm going, yes, I can see that in my, own, in my own world. And I really innately know when I'm not, I'm going against the flow rather than with the flow. Yeah. Um, so it, does your ebook talk a little bit? Does it have some sort of assessment or do, or do we hire you to have this assessment? How does it work? Yeah, so uh, yes, um, you do hire me. She says yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> You can sign up right here. Here's my shameless plug. That's right. Here it is. (laughs) Go for it, Lisa, and show them how to do it. (laughs) I love you, Daniel. Um, Yes, I go into organizations that bring Acumax in next. I also have uh, have workshops and a free teleseminar, actually, that's coming up that tells people all about their innate wiring. And when I work with people, they're amazed at finding out all the nuances you know, where their leadership comes from, how they've been interpreting, how people, other people occur to them. And it really saves you a lot of time, effort, and money because it's no longer this 
emotional you know, reaction to things, now you understand it at a deeper level so that you can be the leader that you are with a level mm. of awareness and much more effective. Wow. So this is an October 5th, this, this teleseminar you're doing, right? Yes, it's called Unstoppable Leader. And uh, it tells, uh, we'll go through the, the different, there's four different elements of your innate wiring. We'll go through each one of those elements. Um, and, you know, I, I just briefly want to give a, one of those elements that will transform the way they see people, uh, if I could. I like that. Yeah, yeah one, one just of, go, go for it. One of the elements is uh, I'll call them internal and external thinkers. External thinkers, by their nature, uh, need to verbalize, to crystallize their thoughts. So they kind of live stream. Internal thinkers, however, have that same process only internally. So uh, not, it's not until they complete that thought process that they will share it then externally. So they're, they internalize to crystallize their thoughts. But here's the rub. If you've ever been in um, a situation where you're talking to someone, Daniel, and you suddenly get what's called the blank processing stare, they're just staring at you. So you start to repeat yourself. You might even start talking louder. Just <laughs> understand. Is that a laugh? Lisa, I've been in front of a crowd of 400 people and that's happened. <laughs> And I go, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, and you know what? It's, it's your trigger, but it's, they are thinking internally. They need time to process. So all you uh, need to do is stop talking for a moment for let them, to allow them to start processing that information. And, and internal thinkers, what you need to simply do, if you're an internal thinker, just tell the external thinker, you know what, give me a minute to noodle on that. This alone will transform how you communicate with others. So that little cue is your cue to either be silent if you're an external thinker or if you're an internal thinker, verbalize to that person and say, just give me a minute to noodle on that. That's powerful. I've got to tell you a quick story, I, I, and, and, and it kind of speaks to what you just said. I was in front of a very large group doing a, uh, a speech and I was just going to town. I was having a good time. And I don't know what happened, but my mind erased. And I'm staring. I, I, I didn't know what where I was, what I was talking about. And I'm looking at the crowd, and they're looking at me, and I'm looking at them, and they're looking at me, and I'm going, oh, no. And then, boom, I, oh, yeah, I know what I was talking about. And so I started, I went on about my presentation, and I finished it. Now, when I was done, I had this long line of people wanting to come up and talk to me. The number one thing that people said to me, was and this is a lesson I use in my speeches now. And it's what you just said. It said when you stopped so that you so we could catch up, it was the most powerful moment in your entire presentation. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm going, I was lost. <laughs> right. Right. But, but I was, talk so fast that I think yeah. I'm like sometimes I think I that I, I you know I I speak so fast that I think I'm I'm kind of like the slot machine. I just keep, I put another quarter in it and run it again. And you're right. It was like having that moment to stop and 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 allow people to catch up. 
you know, and maybe the majority of the group was in that space where they needed a moment to process what I was saying. But I loved it. And, and of course, now it's part of the way that I deliver a presentation. I just stop, you know, and I, I didn't even know I was doing that. So that's kind of what you're saying, right? It's, it's kind of giving them a moment to process what I said, and especially if it's really deep. Yes, because everybody wants to receive their information differently. Now, the people that uh, were pacing with you may have wanted that information and, and it's continuous <laughs> and, and they're keeping up. With, but the, there's, you know, everybody wants to receive their information differently. So for those people who need to process what you're saying, that silence allowed that. So it was a happy accident, right? <laughs> it, it was a happy accident, and, and I ever since then use it quite often. So you talk about uh, – we talked. We said a few uh, at the beginning, increasing productivity by forty percent, decreasing turnover, increasing sales. Uh, how how important is hard wiring to leadership then? Because that's really what we're talking about. In order to increase productivity, decrease turnover, and increase sales, that that's about leadership. So, yeah, yeah. what? How important is that? Yeah. So, um, for example, another piece of that hard wiring is is as a leader, if you are your the way you're wired is to juggle multiple things and um, you know work on multiple things. You have a high sense of urgency to get it done, and you might need people on your team to be the processors to process information, to, mm. to do it more methodically, to to create the sequence in their environment. And here's the thing: as a leader, the more pressure that you put on somebody who is wired to do things more methodically, who, in fact, you may need on your team to do that. But the more pressure that you put on them, the more interruptions that you cause for them, the less productive they will be. The key mm. to cue in on that, and when you know that about your employees, about your team, the more effective you can be as a leader. And so you can say, you know what, when you come to a stopping point, come see me. And then you're allowing their brain, because they're naturally wired this way, you're allowing their brain to come to a, 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 a stopping point that makes sense for them and then come see you. But the more pressure and the more interruptions that you put on them for somebody that's wired that way, the more ineffective they will be. So you've got to look at, and the question that all leaders ask is, how can I motivate my employees? No. Mm -hmm. The better question to ask is, how is my team member motivated? Now you'll be more wow. as a leader. And that, of course, will increase sales because people feel valued and they feel like you understand them and you give them the space within their their own style i guess to be able to flourish absolutely uh we did this with one of my uh one of my clients my profitability lab clients and we went into her uh environment and her team had this belief system about sales you know and and, and this is across you know you get business owners who have this thing about sales like you've got to be a snake oil salesman you've got to be a certain way that <laughs> you know do sales well we know that's not true because the, the more you're showing up as authentic the the greater your sales increase so we reframed how they looked at sales now these are people in an organizing uh, organization called the betty brigade and the betty brigade is a concierge and uh, organization 
organizing company that specializes in, in uh, executive relocation. And so we worked with a team to reframe sales. And I said, look, it's not upselling, it's upservicing. You, they got really connected to their contribution in the world, which is uh, they provide peace and ease around the relocation. You know, it's very stressful relocation. And so we reframed it, number one. Number two, then we looked at their innate hardwiring, and they really got connected to that upservicing element and the reframing of that, and they said, oh, my gosh, yes, that's what we do. And I said, so anytime you notice something outside the scope of the contract that you're organizing, let, let's say they have an office that needs to be reorganized, you can say, you know, I noticed your office needs to be reorganized. Do you need us to quote you on that? And it was much more of a, a service-related conversation rather than an upselling. So they got really connected, number one, with their contribution in the world. Number two, they reframed it so they didn't have to be someone they weren't. They could be who they were naturally hardwired. They got that sales was not about you know, trying to get something from someone. Rather, it was just about being of service, and they were so authentic in that. And they increased their sales 90% in 30 days, all just by upservicing their clients, not forcing or persuading, just being who they are. And that's what that's all about. That makes a whole lot of sense. Because um, I, I think that... I think today there's a lot of things that we do that we were taught many, you know, maybe in the, in the early 1900s that just don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. We're much evolved, much yeah. more evolved than we used to be, and we don't tolerate what maybe, you know, well, being evolved means that we we just know the systems. <laughs> we're on to you, right? Yeah. We're on to you because they used to be such the same. But I love what you're saying because. If we naturally do something, it's, it's kind of like sharing a movie. I love this movie we shared. That's how movies get to be a hundred million dollars. You know, go watch this movie. It's great. It's it's still sales. You're still selling it. You may not be making money off it, but you're selling it. Right. Exactly. And and it's just because you're sharing. And we, you're right, Daniel. You're spot on. We have an educated consumer, right? Uh, they have information at their fingertips. So it's not about it's it's more about who you're being in that space and and allowing them to step into that space and and either it's a yes or a no and yes or no does not mean I like you better or I like you you know and that's the thing about hardwiring sometimes we make it mean stuff we make stuff mean stuff and it doesn't mean that at all if somebody says no it's not a rejection on you personally and yet, mm-hmm. because of people's hardwiring, sometimes they do take those things personally, or they take feedback personally because maybe they're detail-oriented and, and they like a lot of information and they pour their heart and soul at making sure it's right or perfect. And when they get feedback that's, that you know, looks at improvements, they might take it personally, when in fact it's just your hardwiring sometimes getting either it's amplified or it's getting pinged and so you react to it maybe negatively or make it mean something that it doesn't mean at all. Kind of going back to what the, what that seminar leader said to me. I mean, I took it negatively <clears throat> that day yeah. saying, well, I'll show you. It was a positive thing in the long run, but, I mean, I, I did take it personal. Why would yeah. you say something like that? I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. This is an entrepreneur's class. <laughs> 
you know, and, and, and why would you tell me I suck at what I do? You know, and, and I got it. You know, today I get it. I mean, it's been many years later. So let's talk Let's talk about your, your best-selling book, Me, Myself, and Why, uh, The Secrets of Navigating Change. Tell us a little bit about your book. Yeah, Me, Myself, and Why uh, looks at creating a foundation for your life's work. Really, it's a discovery uh, and it has information in there about your innate wiring. And what the really neat thing is, it, is it has the self-reflection questions after each chapter to help the reader really understand what is their innate being and how they could really maximize that in the world and really get that out into the world so that they are working in alignment with who they are naturally. And, uh, you know, because it's not work. And if you're feeling like, geez, it's so much work, it's so hard, well, there's probably something incongruent in in your environment. And once you can make that connection and get really grounded in what your, your vision is for your future, it really creates this. Um, motivation, this ongoing motivation that you step into because it's all aligned. I love that. You know, I was just thinking about your systems, and I'm I'm really intrigued. My mind's just moving a lot. When a leader's putting together a team, Mm-hmm. How do they go about? Because one, you said something earlier that was very important. Is sometimes as leaders, we tend to hire people like us. But in order to be effective, we need people that are not like us. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we we end up not having those different components. In other words, somebody who's more structured in their thinking versus someone who's a lot more free, creative thinker. If you have a whole group of creative thinkers, nothing gets done. Right. So how do how do we go about choosing? Not yeah, people like us, but people that get the job done. Yeah, that's a great, that is a super question. Thank you for asking. Well, in the Acumax Index, there is a, a piece of the tool that walks managers, leaders, directors through the process of looking at the position. You know, a lot of times we think we know what we need for that position, but there's no way to analyze really what is the best person for the job. I'll give you a great example. Um, one, um, one hospitality company had like 99% turnover in this department, and um, I went in there and they said, well, we're sure we need to hire somebody who's good at verbal communication, who can multitask, and, you know, and I said, really, well, what do they do all day? Well, it turns out they answer the phones, they type on the computers, <laughs> right? And I said, well, the one person that stayed, what is she wired like? Well, we're sure she's wired that way. So we took her Acumax Index, and lo and behold, she was much more sequential in her work environment. She was um, warm and friendly. She had a certain relationship driver. So then we used certain words to attract that ideal Uh, that ideal hardwiring for that job. And guess what? They went from 99% turnover to zero in three months. Now, here's the kicker. The people they were hiring, the ones that wanted face-to-face communication, that wanted to juggle multiple things, well, they were turning over and they were going to other parts of that organization. Guess where? Well, in the hospitality, in the hotel world, where do you go for face-to-face communication? Well... You go to the front desk. You go to sales. See, they were innately, they didn't know it, but they were innately losing them to other departments 
because it seemed more appealing because they got their motivation met. So we will naturally gravitate towards those roles because it seems more fun. And to them it was. So they had to redefine who they wanted in the reservations role, so in customer service roles, in a way that looked at the different elements of the position. And once they did that and got the right people in the roles, 99% turnover to zero in three months. Imagine how much that saved this company. Well, tons of money. All right, folks. So those of you that are listening in that are in the corporate world, in business, period, it doesn't matter if you have a team of two or 2,000, uh, this, this information is good. Lisa, we're out of time. I can't believe that, the, that it went so fast. So I want to make sure I give your website out. It's www.accelerateassociates.com. Go to her site. Sign up for her free ebook. Remember, she's having a tele-summit on October 5th. And what was the name of the summit again? Or the seminar? How to be an unstoppable leader. There you go. How to be an unstoppable leader. Lisa, thank you so much for being part of my show today. I love what you're doing in the world. I love that you're getting us in alignment. And I really like this, this little, what do you, what do you call it, the the the, the the thing you take to find out what you are. The Acumax you have a Index. Yep. More information on my site too, and my ebook. So thank you, Daniel. You're a blessing. So thank you so thank much. You for so much. You thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for for joining me on this Sunday, folks. And thank you, Lisa, for being part of our show. Until next week, be present, be mindful, and know that all is well. Have a beautiful, blessed day. You're open to receive the magic.